How are the levels of heaven different from one another? What is it like to be spoken to by different kinds of angels? We explore the layers of heaven, their inhabitants, and how they are connected right now in the NCE Spotlight, your home for fresh insights from the ongoing translation of the New Century edition of Swedenborg's Theological Works. Knock, knock, Dr. Jonathan Rose, are you in? Oh, hey there, it's human company. <laughs> yes, but boy, does it look like you've been doing some spring cleaning in here. It looks wonderful. Well, thank you. Thanks for calling us that, by the way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so here we are. Curtis and I were just talking out in the hall about how much we can't wait to see what you have for us this week, because we are always totally surprised and and going through, knowing that as you're just churning through your editing of The Secrets of Heaven, the NCE New Century Edition translation of them, you come across these gems and and then we get to come in here and just bask in the light of them uh, and and throw some ideas around. So what do you have for us this week? Well, I think you're very good sports for just sight unseen, getting these passages lobbed at you and uh, <laughs> reacting. It's always fun to hear what you have to say about them. This time, I found three passages, again, in Secrets of Heaven, Volume 4, that are about the three levels of heaven. Ooh, nice. And the way Swedenborg numbers these, the first one is actually the lowest and the closest to us. You might think it would go the other way, but but okay. the first one is the lowest, and then the second is the intermediate or spiritual heaven, and then the highest or inmost is also called the third heaven, which is the way that the, the the Bible occasionally mentions the third heaven and that kind of thing as, yep. as the highest heaven. So uh, I just found these three gems in which he talks about these three heavens. So here's one about, and what I love about Swedenborg's system, it's very vertical. It's multi-leveled. Mm -hmm. And um, so here he talks about the way people see things in the different heavens. It's number 3475. There are three heavens. In the first heaven, that lowest one, they see the superficial appearance of an object. So he's going to be describing for us what people in these three different heavens, they see something in front of them. How do they see it and, and what do they perceive about it? So in the first heaven, they see the superficial appearance of an object and perceive what it means on an inner plane. So they see it outwardly, and then they perceive what it means at a deeper level. Okay, got it. In the second heaven, they see the object as it is in its inner form, hmm. whatever that means, and perceive what it is like on a still deeper plane. <laughs> Almost makes me think of the way that, you know, butterflies or bees or, what you know, these creatures that can see colors that we can't see or, sure. or, or whatever. Yeah. In the second heaven, they can see the object as it is in its inner form and perceive what it's like on a still deeper plane. So what's the third heaven going to be like? In yeah. the third heaven, 
they see that still deeper form, which is the inmost. And period. You know, he doesn't say any. He doesn't say oh. anything about perceiving anything <laughs> beyond that. It's just like they just see it. <laughs> they see that still deeper form, which is the inmost. So that's as far as you can go. So I guess that's it. Wow, that's kind of fun. That is very fun. And I'm trying to think of like, I mean, of course, I guess this is sort of piecing together other things that Swedenborg uh, says in other places. But I think about the sort of triune of like the the action and then behind it you have like the thought or mm. the idea and then behind that you have the the will or the intention or the or the love you know so you have the thing and then sort of the truthiness about it or something and then like the love level as that inmost thing i wonder if that's oh, yeah that's cool that's a cool way to think about it a way of thinking i like about that it. Yeah, I don't know what that, what an example that could be or something. I don't know. So does that mean that like a neighborhood in the outermost heaven, you could go to that same neighborhood in the spiritual heaven, but there's the inner form of everything. Yeah. The, the inner form of the rock over that's over there is a, you know in rock or whatever they are and is there is there i think there in video <laughs> games you know in the legend of zelda link to the past for the super nintendo came out like 40 years ago there's uh there's this one there's the light in the dark world and you when you go to the dark world it has a, say, a version of everything that's in the light world but it's different it's like mm. uh, there's different kinds of bushes and characters and is it like that right or is it just like a perception where it is all the same stuff, but you as a different being or a being who sees things on different levels, sees the what's, what's sort of going on on those inner levels, even though it's, I mean, maybe it's got to just be sort of some of both, you know? Yes. I wonder. It's really interesting. And the very same passage continues. Uh, this is my second quote. Okay. <laughs> uh but it talks about how these people in these different heavens see the Lord or see what's what's divine. Nice. Uh, and adds another kind of dimension to it. And Swedenborg calls these representations. So I think we've talked before about how, yeah. you know, love will be embodied in this sort of a form or that fruit or this, you know, whatever it might be, this home. Each and every representation involves attributes of the Lord's kingdom, which involve attributes of the Lord himself. Inhabitants of the first heaven see within their representations the kinds of things that exist in a deeper realm of the kingdom, within which they see those that exist in a still deeper realm. This is still just the inhabitants of the first heaven. Wow. But it sounds like they see multiple layers. So they see representations, but then within them, they see things that exist in a deeper realm. And within those, they see things that exist in a still deeper realm. In this way, and then they add a fourth level, which is the Lord above, above it, these three heavens. 
In this way, they see those that represent the Lord, but distantly. Hmm. I guess so, because you're sort of four layers deep at that point, right? Yeah. Within that third one, you, you see the, the fourth, which is the things that represent the Lord, but distantly. Hmm. Then he says, inhabitants of the second heaven see within their representations, as if maybe they have different ones or something, the kinds of things that exist in the deepest realm of the kingdom, huh. within which they see those that represent the Lord more directly. Kind of sounds like they only have maybe two or three layers in there. Uh-huh. Right, like fewer steps to get there. Fewer steps to get there, and it's more directly. I just think this is so interesting. I mean, who says this kind of thing? Yeah. And then he says uh, simply, but inhabitants of the third heaven see the Lord himself. Mm. <laughs> and again, that's kind of all you need to say. Yeah. <laughs> what more? Yeah. And like, even though they're, they're seeing fewer layers, they're seeing a lot more. Right. And even if they're seeing something representative, they are seeing at the same time exactly that it is the Lord, I guess. Right. Almost as if they they see the face of God everywhere mm -hmm. kind of thing. I mean, they can recognize that divine quality. Mm. I thought that was really, really neat. Well, that would be nice. Aren't we always like straining and struggling to try to see the face of God in something? It'd be nice yeah. to not be able to turn that off. Right. <laughs> oh, there's the face of God. Oops, oh, sorry. there it is. Face oh, of yeah. God. You're oh, under another face of God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just and it's also interesting that it's like represent representations within representations within representations. It's what yeah. like rather than the representation only being on that outermost level, it's that there's layers of it going back, uh, and you sort of engage at different levels but it is yeah that's interesting i can imagine there being a type of angel who really enjoys that like being able to see all those layers and then kind of indirectly figure out something you know whereas to others it's like oh no i want to see it full on i'm ready for that well in the the inmost angels i was thinking as you were reading this and the, the previous quote the the deeper angels, they don't see the outermost layer. Yeah, they so, just have their own representation. Doesn't seem so, does it? It would be it, their their knowledge, even though it's it's really deep and spectacular. It's it's incomplete. So you need right. everybody at all these different levels to get uh, a full observation. That's a great point, and Swedenborg does echo that point in other passages that uh, even our world is like a foundation. Right. For all of that, you know, you, you want all those containers, even though it's awesome to have angels in the mix who just see it directly. And I keep just thinking about sort of dream imagery and all of this somehow where it's like, I don't know, it's like trying to get a sense of how something can look like something in your dream, but you know it sort of means something else. And yet even what it means oh, right. maybe has like another... <laughs> level to it maybe I, I don't have like an easy example at my fingertips but it seems like there's something there in the way that we sort of yeah have to try right. to feel our way into what 
what the heck is going on in dreams. <laughs> so you see someone in your dream, but you know that they're another person. Yeah. <laughs> really. Uh, right. I mean, and then you I know what that. that person means to you. And so then you right. know X, Y, and Z or something. <laughs> it wasn't my house, but it was my house. Yes. <laughs> it was being my house in my exactly. dream, even though it wasn't. Yeah, I know. House. How do you know those things? He just yes. knows. I have to write that all the time. When I, when I write down dreams, I have to write that all the time of like, it was this building, but it, no, it didn't look the way it does, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but I totally knew. No, it's that building. Really interesting. <laughs> the third quote from 3346 has to do with language, which is a topic that I'm interested in. <laughs> yep. And Swedenborg talking about different languages associated with these different levels of heaven. Interesting. So Swedenborg says, uh, in order for me to learn all this and know it for certain, the Lord in his divine mercy has allowed me to talk with spirits and angels almost continually for many years now. With spirits or angels of the first heaven, I've been granted to use their own language Mm-hmm. Interesting. So he's conversing with angels of the first heaven in their own language. Then he adds, and sometimes with angels of the second heaven, I've been granted to use theirs. Hmm. So there's a sometimes added on there. Now, what do you think is going to happen with the third heaven here? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Listen to this. Fasten your seat. But do you have seat belts? I think we did get seat belts installed, didn't we? We've needed them. Yes. The speech of angels in the third heaven, though, only presented itself to me as a burst of light in which perception radiated from a blaze of goodness at its core. <laughs> what? I'll read that again. <laughs> only presented itself to me as a burst of light in which perception radiated from a blaze of goodness at its core. <laughs> We're going to need more seat belts. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I think that's what they call an aha moment. <laughs> yes. I picture Swedenborg having no eyebrows after this occurred. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, did, I did not expect that. I, I know he'd talked before about angels of the third heaven thoughts being represented numerically but i never heard that no i never did either we'll we'll talk to you um but it's going to be a firework yeah it seems <laughs> right. like it's all about the direct <laughs> experience like like we can talk about stuff and we can you know maybe even get to having a heart to heart which i don't know if that at all reflects like the middle level or something but then it's like the experience of perception itself is like that third level or something mm. you know you can't i can't you know that whole sense of you can't put it into words you just hope to convey that moment of experiencing the truth and goodness in your heart and mind mm. you know what's funny is that that is so personal in our world you know like that I can't just trigger that in you, you know, I can't just, but I know exactly what it feels like in myself, but, uh, 
and there's things I can hear other people say that give me that experience. But so it's interesting to imagine that being language, like that being how you communicate with other people. Yeah, I, I never read anything blown. like this in Swedenborg. And so so sci-fi or something to talk about a burst of light, you know, the communication yeah. takes this form of this burst of light. And then there's like this layer of perception in it. And then that's radiating from this blaze of goodness. Yeah. Oh, and then I, I kind it. of picture saying, you know, the angel saying, did you get that? Right. Any questions? Sort of going, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> he's just kind of stunned. It feels like, like, yeah, there can be no okay. doubt. Yeah. So I love the verticality, you know, like even when you're like the first is really cool. And then the second heaven is like even cooler. And then the third is like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny that he doesn't give so much to describe that middle level because it just sort of sounds like, well, you got the you, the one language and then the other one that's like even more deep, but seems sort of the same. But then the third right. is like, <laughs> like what the? <laughs> the third is entirely different. That is just amazing to think about. Super fun to imagine. What what does that feel like? Well, I guess I'm I'm grateful that we get to come here week after week and get to engage in just our own little earthly language because that in itself has so much delight in it. Jonathan, I want to say everything you share with us, I experience as a burst of light <laughs> and perception. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, we might work our way up where that's the only way that we actually communicate in these, it would be quick, wouldn't in it? these episodes. Yeah. <laughs> I'd sign up for it that membership. <laughs> Oh, so wonderful. All right. Well, thank you so much, Jonathan. And thanks, Curtis, for being here. This this was wonderful. Great fun. Thanks for having me. I hope your heart was uplifted and your mind inspired by this week's NCE Spotlight. Subscribe to the Inside Off the Left Eye podcast to tap into this stream of fresh insights and join us on our excursions into the historical context of Swedenborg's life and works. All passages quoted in this episode are sneak peeks from upcoming volumes of the New Century Edition translation of Secrets of Heaven. If you've benefited from the work of the Swedenborg Foundation through Off the Left Eye and the New Century Edition, consider supporting us with a donation. We are a nonprofit and depend on the support of our donors. To give, go to swedenborg.com donate. And thank you for listening. Thank you.